Welcome back to the We Sweet Podcast. We are loving on our men. This episode, we are talking about what it's like for them in our world. For this chat specifically, we are talking about Black men. As a Black woman, I absolutely must create space for their stories to be heard. Although we have seen a lot of development in the history of Black people, we have also seen a lot of unfortunate situations as well in present day. I don't want this conversation to be a negative one. Y'all know me. I am optimistic, forward thinking, and all about empowerment and evolving. So my questions today will focus on hardships for Black men as well as the what the future could hold for us. So I want to um, give a warm welcome to a good friend of mine, Peyton McGee. Um, and Peyton and I went to college together. We go way back, uh, but I have been cautioned against the story, so I'm not. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not gonna go there. Um, but he is here to share his perspective. Peyton yeah. is a family man, entrepreneur, philanthropist, corporate banker, and in his words, a work in progress from small town Alabama. Yeah. Uh, Peyton yeah. is <laughs> Peyton is such a genuine guy, and I am so happy to share him with y'all. So welcome, friend. Thank you, thank you, friend, Doctor. You know I really appreciate <laughs> appreciate you. Stop. Uh, <laughs> before we get going, I know this is you know your time to 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 come. Come at me and bring those perspectives to me. But um, for all your listeners and for myself, I, I do want to say, you know, thank you for all that you've done, all that you're doing and going to do. Um, this is a dope space that you've created. Um, and I know the people that are tuned in to you are, are, are taking a lot from it as well as myself. So I appreciate you again. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You're more than thank welcome. You, thank yes, you. Ma'am. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. All right, Peyton. So I'm not going to hesitate. I, I'm right. going to get get to it. So uh, here's my first question for you. Okay. As a black man, can you tell me what stressors are most present for you in today's world? Mm -hmm. When you wake up and start your day, what are some of the very present things that weigh on your mind? Okay. Um, well, let's, uh, can I do it in reverse? Can I go in reverse? From with how yeah. You all right, cool. Yeah. Um, so, um, some waking up, starting my day. Uh, first, I, I understand that, you know, this this day uh, obviously was not promised to me. So I'm very grateful um, for every opportunity I get to kind of start over. Uh, every day for me is a, a restart button. Um, so I try to approach every day in that manner. Um, I understand that um, by being a black man, uh, since I know that's the t subject at hand, um, I'm not normal. Um, I don't say that in a uh, a negative light. Um, I believe that as a black man, I, I am a king uh, in, in every right of that word. Um, but I also mm. understand that uh, when I step outside my door, um, I'm the bottom of the barrel. Um, so mm. that's kind of like um, a war, if you will, that I, I have to prepare myself for. Um, so I think it was, oh, I'm not a big time reader and I should be, but I believe it was, uh, <laughs> uh James Baldwin, I believe it was right. That's the, mm -hmm. the, the comic, but he says, you know, to be conscious, um, be a, a black conscious man, you know, paraphrasing, um, is to be in a constant state of rage. Um, I, I was in that constant state of rage. I feel now that, um, I appreciate the consciousness and I know how to maneuver that. Um, but even knowing how to maneuver it. Um, does uh, kind of put me in that mental space to where 
um, things are kind of easy. Uh, you know, I feel like I'm under a microscope most times, but I, I use that, um, I use that theory or thought, um, as a way to empower myself to know that, you know, I tell my son all the time, you know, uh, I have a 14 year old son, by the way. Um, and I tell him all the time, you know, if, if you want to be that leader and being that leader, um, causes you to hold yourself to a higher standard. Um, and w you can't choose when those standards are placed upon you. Um, so, you know, embrace those challenges uh, and give people something to look at or something to to dial in on. And so um, that, those, that's kind of what I wake up every morning um, with an understanding of that. You know, I have to go harder, um, do better, be be stronger, be faster, be uh, be smarter than the most. Um, and then uh, you said... Um, the stressors from stressors. like yeah yeah well that's a that's a also you know it's something I think of because that is a it is a stressor unfortunately uh, truly it is one of the if not the second probably the third thing um, that I think about every day um, it is um, a kind of a smothering thing to be if you don't um, kind of tune into yourself I feel like um, as a black man I I am and we are the hunted target of the world currently. Um, you know, rather it's uh, by each other as black men or within our culture, even from the women's side, um, you know, mm -hmm. of course, the you know, other races um, with their stereotypes and preconceived notions. Um, I feel like we're underrepresented and unprotected, um, you know, so uh, those are kind of my biggest, my biggest stresses. I was, it's a long story short, but uh, I, I do a lot of speeding, unfortunately, <laughs> but <laughs> a friend of mine, you know, I have a, I have a, a white friend. Uh, well, I have a lot of them, but I have this one particular one. Um, and he, you know, he's like, he thinks he's black. He got a black girlfriend, you know, he hangs around a lot of black people. And he always, all the time says, you know, he's black. He knows not to use certain words. He knows not to do certain things. Um, but he, he tries to embrace being black. And I told him, you know, just in the sake of speeding, you'll never know what it feels like to see a cop. You know, I don't know about you, but when I see a cop, my, my whole body language just changes. You know what I'm saying? I, I tense mm -hmm. up, I'm straight up, I'm looking in my rearview mirror, and I know I haven't done anything. Um, it's still just being that black man in, in this country is, um, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a stress, it's a constant state of rage. So um, that's probably my, my biggest stressor, uh, knowing that um, I am unprotected, underrepresented, and the stereotypes that come with me no matter, and, and it's gonna be forced on me um, before I say my name, before I give my resume, before um, anyone asks or assumes anything. I know they typically assume the worst. So mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. that's a big stressor, big stressor. Yeah, you talked about so many things and I wanna I wanna break a lot of that down. Um, yeah, for, for our listeners, I really wanna dive into all of that. Um, first, thank you for being vulnerable. Yeah. Thank you for sharing the depths of your mind and your heart. I don't take that lightly because a lot of people that feel, let me rephrase that, a lot of Black men who feel a lot of what you just said are sometimes um, uncomfortable to even say those things out loud outside of their own communities, um, especially because 
they don't even feel safe to be honest about the pains that they carry, the weight that they carry. You spoke about the rage and the rage because you feel like a hunted population, right. be it by, you know, other um, races or by your own race and community um, that, you know, Black people are underrepresented and a lot of times unprotected in so many ways. And unprotected is is a layered one because, that there's, you know, legal system, healthcare system, there's, there's a lot of different ways that we we could get into unprotected. But, um, but I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, um, as your black sister, as your, as, as a black woman, that I thank you for being so raw and real about how you feel being again vulnerable in this space because these are these are not easy issues to talk about mm-hmm. and it, it it highlights the very ugly parts of our world and so it's easier for people to turn their head to pretend like it's not real or it doesn't exist because it's uncomfortable for them but we have to have these uncomfortable conversations so yes Thank you. Thank you. Um, But getting back into um, you said something that light bulb moment for me, you said that, you know, stereotypes are forced on you before you even hand out your resume. And, you know, it's very hard to walk out of your door and carry that type of stress that you're going to be judged a snap judgment is made about you and you're already put in this box before you even introduce yourself to someone just by what you look like. Um, And I was out at a restaurant not too long ago, a few weeks ago, um, and total stranger sitting at the bar. I was sitting on the other end. Uh, Me and one of my girlfriends, (laughs) me and one of my girlfriends were, me and one of my girlfriends were just doing lunch and This guy, and for context purposes, I believe that he was biracial. Mm -hmm. Um, And he said to me and her, can I ask you a question? And um, we were like, yeah, of course. And he, at random, we we had not even introduced ourselves, anything was just, just asked us, you know, what do you feel like is an unfair kind of thought placed on you um, in this world and it was a very lofty question mm. and he didn't give any you know yeah, kind of other clues as to where <laughs> he was going with that yeah yeah and so it took me a while like mm-hmm. like you know I really had to think about it and um the first thing that came to my mind at and he he actually when when we paused he actually said well at a world level or at a level of just like people even people you may be close to or know um you know no but know them from a distance like what do you feel like is that unfair thing that's placed on you before those people really sit down and get to know you and so It took a while for me to answer. And the only thing that really resonated heavy on my heart as far as at a world level was that as a Black woman, it is automatically assumed that we are not intelligent people. That that before you get to know me, you don't really... If you don't know me, you would assume that I automatically have a certain lifestyle that is much less than that of yours. Right, absolutely. So, socioeconomically speaking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anyways, I thought about that. Mm-hmm. 
when you um, talked about the stereotype that's placed on you. And, and I'm highlighting these types of conversations because it's things that we don't really want to talk about. And it, unfortunately, I mean, I don't really want to talk about it either. You know, But, um, <laughs> but unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. it's our life. It, right? it, it happens. Now, yeah. I want to be fair to, you know, listeners and all the different communities and populations in the world. Yeah. We know this is not everybody. Absolutely. We, you know, we know this is not everybody, but it happens. And so right. we want to talk about the fact that it does. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know you talked about that. I know you talked about tensing up when you are pulled over or something, or if you even see right. passing by you law enforcement. And right. obviously that one is, is a hot topic and a trigger because of so much we have seen, especially in the world of phones, social medias, cameras. Right. We live in a very different world now and things that were always happening mm-hmm. um, behind closed doors or privately, right. we could not see before. Absolutely. And now we can. And so it hurts at a very deep level because you can see it and people still aren't embarrassed that yeah. much that you can see it. Like and, they, you know? Yeah, and honestly, that's that's what I was going to say. For me, um, it's one thing to, to, I'm thankful for, for phones and, and, and I guess people speaking out now. Um, but it, now it actually scares me more to be honest with you. Um, yeah. I can recall being in middle school and, and high school and you really couldn't see blood. You know what I'm saying? You really couldn't, um, there was no, you know, like live murders. Like when you think about George Floyd, right. Mm-hmm. It was the most watched video of that year of someone dying. You you look at, you look at Netflix and all we want to watch is murder mysteries. You, you you look at all of the people that were slain by, you know, uh, cops and, um, in our culture. And, and, and it was always, it's always watched over and over and over mm-hmm. again to where it, it numbs us. It desensitizes people to our worth and our being. And for me, that is the scariest thing in the world because I would rather not see it than to see it so much that people don't value me even more than they, if they didn't see it before. And that's yeah. a scary thing for me. Um, when I think about my son, my son is 14 years old. He's five foot five. He wears a 10 and a half shoe. He's athletic. And one of the things that terrifies me is he's a He's a um, he's a melting pot of a person as I raised him to be. Um, so he's not always with, quote unquote, black people or, um, you know, he, he's he's wherever, mm-hmm. you know, he wants to be. And honestly, it scares me. And I have to watch myself at times because I try to tell him, hey, man, you know, act this way or be this way when you go here. Be cautious of this when you go here. And I feel like that's so unfair to him um, as mm-hmm. a 14 year old to have to understand who my friends are and what ways I can and cannot be in certain cultures and, or certain areas or in certain places. Um, I think that's extremely unfortunate for him, but it's also necessary. Um, so that's a huge battle. Um, also too, when I just had two daughters um, and, you know, I, 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 the biggest thing for me, for them, I love them to death. I would, wouldn't trade them for the world. But the biggest thing that I that I constantly consider even now is what world are they going to grow up in when you see these teen takeovers in Chicago, mm-hmm. when you, you know, you see the workforce now where everything's taken over by computers or people just don't want to work now. Or if they're working, customer services is lack yeah. of respect, is lack of morals, is lack of what are these girls um, that's going to soon grow up to be women and mothers and grandmothers? What are they going to go um 
go into in the in this future and uh it's just it's just terrifying to me i actually considered i don't know if you know but i spent time overseas and um what no yeah 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 (laughs) yeah. i spent time overseas i actually moved to africa in 2021 um right as the pandemic came um i was living in south africa in a small country within south africa called eswatini um and i had a one-way ticket i did not plan to come back um you know, COVID came and that, of course, changed things. Um, but my my goal now, my mission now is to be able to set myself up here to where I can live there. Um, you, just you know, for the I fact knew you, of being. I knew you went, but yeah. I, I didn't know you like, were staying yeah, oh, yeah, there. Yeah, okay. I, I lived there. Yeah. I actually have a place there. I'll be going back Juneteenth. Um, I'll be there for 11 days, just checking, making sure my place and everything is straight. But, um, you know, and, and, and even that, you know, I was in Africa where, you know, the population, of course, is heavily African, uh, not, uh, African, of course, of black people. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, even yeah. there it's, I'm not a black person. I'm a, I'm an, a black American, you know? What I'm right. So right. That's another topic. Too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I thought I was going and being one of them and then as i realized that though i'm one of them i'm kind of like the stepbrother you know yeah for the first yeah. couple of weeks they're like don't talk don't say anything yeah to anybody you know that's uh, that's another thing yeah, i yeah. i i you know i well gosh it's just so much packed into this so yes yeah. i have a I have a niece and <laughs> and you know about my niece my niece is you know my niece is biracial her father right. is her father is white my my obviously my sister is black and and I think about the world she's gonna grow up in yeah, like absolutely. you know because right now we're dedicating this talk to our black men because we love y'all and we want to make sure thank, that thank we we give you your space to to speak your story but you know in just talking all of this out you know I, as her black female auntie, worry about what life is like for her growing up because, you know, a lot of biracial children, they struggle with Mm -hmm. some of these issues in very different ways, but Mm -hmm. in very different ways, but they do because it's like, where do I belong? Absolutely. And I don't subscribe to that. Where do Mm -hmm. I belong? Because we are God's children. Absolutely. So, you know. That's that's neither here nor there for me. But I know that that is the issue, so to Mm -hmm. speak, that they deal with. So it's like, you know, will I be accepted by this portion of my race? Will I be accepted by this portion of my race when I go to school and I'm hanging out with friends like which, you know, it shouldn't be separate. But it is. But it is. And so, you know, I worry for her, like Mm -hmm. what where will she be accepted how will she be treated right will she and then and then if i'm going to be fair here because mm-hmm. because i want to be fair in this conversation i'm not just you know speaking about you know, primarily whether white children or, or anything will accept her, but right. even black children, because yep. there are a lot of times where, you know, you're not quote unquote black enough. Absolutely. So, you know, I worry for her, mm-hmm. what her life looks like, or if mm-hmm. she, you know, looks a certain way, or if she speaks a certain way, if right. her skin is right. too light, if her skin is too dark, you know, Absolutely. these are all things. So like, I, I'm glad that we are talking about that. You yeah. were talking about your daughters and, yes. you know, I treat my niece like she's my my sister know we share her so i i I, you know very much so it just i know me and my family we're very intentional too with her about how we talk to her and how we teach her and and teach her first and foremost the love of god and 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 that's that's that that's where we start you know we're we're, we're such a we we have to be so fragile uh we have to tiptoe um so much these especially these days 
Um, and I, and I think it's, you know, it's totally unfair, but again, it's necessary. My stepmom, uh, just to talk about, you know, biracial, uh, my stepmom, she's white and Korean. And mm-hmm. to be honest with you, the things that I've seen and heard her struggle with aren't the same as things that we would struggle with. My nephew, I have a nephew, a nephew and a niece that are uh, biracial, black and white. Um, my sister's black and white. And then my stepmother, as I mentioned before, she's um, Korean and white and, and, you know, the things that she speaks about are very similar to the things that my sister and my niece and my nephew speak about in regards to just belonging, fitting, trying to understand, you know, uh, I guess the complexities of their mm-hmm. of their upbringing, of their DNA. And I think, as you mentioned before, it hits the, the, the nail right on the head is I believe if we would take away color, if mm-hmm. we would take away race and truly just be the human race, mm-hmm. all the things that we worry about, um, would greatly decrease. Although, and and I've said this multiple times before, this particular country would never allow us to do that because we weren't built upon that. I know yeah. we always talk about, oh, you know, this time's going to come, better day is going to come. Honestly, uh, I believe the better day is when God comes back. I, I just yeah. don't see. Yeah. I just I just don't see it ever happening because people raise people to look at the colors of their skin they raise you to look at this the, your economic situations and things of mm-hmm. that nature they that's that's deeply embedded into our culture in this country and i just do not see it ever changing i, I thought about it'll be when the baby boomers die off or uh you know when we become the the grandparents of, of the world or the retired age of the world and honestly i just don't see it because i'm just you know call myself out and I, i'm constantly i'm in a, a state of, of work in progress I, I think i mentioned that before but um i have a light-skinned daughter and i have a dark-skinned daughter the fact that i said i wanted that and i have that and i characterize it that i'm ashamed you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I'm like, yeah. what, bro? Like, are you as conscious as you are, as as educated as you are, as in tune with yourself and your and your uh, your family and your heritage as you are? You still have the nerve to say something like that. But then I have to think about how deeply embedded is that concept for me? Yeah, like I'm the light skinned brother or the light skinned cousin. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah, the, you know I'm the college. It's cousin. so layered. You know it's yeah, so yeah. layered. Absolutely. And it's deep. And, it's to, deep. and yeah, and to your point of like you know, society changing while we make strides over decades and centuries of time, this world was never created to be a perfect place or heaven Mm -hmm. would not be a thing. Right. Absolutely. So like we'll never get to that perfect place Mm -hmm. other than when we pass on to glory to be with God. So Mm -hmm. I do agree with you that we will transcend time and we will get to places where things look different. They may progress, but it'll never be you know, the standard of where we want to be. And um, I think the point of having this conversation and opening this platform up to do it, though, is so that we are a part of that change, so that we are a part of the progression and that we do leave the world a little bit better when we Mm -hmm. go on that. I I may not be able to fix it, but I can be a part of progressing it. Right. And so that that is the goal. I, I, it's just, oh my gosh, there's so much, um, yes, but yes, I know yes. I need to move on to <laughs> the next one. On. You, move on. <laughs> <laughs> that, um, and there was something else I was going to say, but I, I, my brain is moving so fast, you know, come back but come <laughs> yes. back so I'm going to ask you this next question, which you kind of started to take us there when you said things about how our, um, our, 
you know, our communities, sometimes it's not just other races. Sometimes it's our own people, you know, violence on black, violence with black people, or it's our women. So I want to go a little further and ask you, how can women, you know, provide a space for our men to be vulnerable and decompress. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the highlight is about black men, but I want you to think about men too, just in general. Yeah. You know, whether whether or not this woman is, you know, um a sister, a mother, a cousin, a wife, or you know, whatever. Yeah, just yeah. how can those women provide a space for women for men to be vulnerable and decompress? Right. Of course, um, you know, I can't cons- consider my opinion all men, but I think I'm pretty in tune with uh, the males in the world. And um, I think one of the biggest things is is being genuine and being seen. Um, you know, a, a lot of times uh, I think men s- struggle with trust. Um, it's, it's something that, you know, um, a lot of men aren't built upon, at least though I can say the right way. Um so within that, you know, just being your genuine self, being true to um, what it is you bring to the table or don't bring to the table um, is, is a big thing. Um, I would say uh, being patient. Um, I, I think mm-hmm. men, women move on timetables mm-hmm. a lot, um, mm-hmm. very much more than men do. I think men are mostly attached to their ego and their wallets. Um, and, and women are, are more attached to their emotions and time. Um, and, and because I think we kind of balance ourselves on two totally different uh, criteria, um, though we say we see each other, we typically don't um, because we're still enforcing our, our mindsets and our what we prefer on onto the opposite sex. And, and so, again, I, I say that as far as men as well. Um, so, yeah, I, w- I would say that, you know, uh, just just being genuine and whatever, you, you know, you're bringing to the table or not bringing to this table, uh, being mm-hmm. understanding. Again, men are very uh, uh, egotistical people. We're very prideful um, of people, I would believe. Um, and then, you know, time, patience mm-hmm. and uh, being unbiased, like truly you know, just being there for us, not, oh, well, if you were this type of man or if you had this or had this or I, I think for me, uh, I consider myself a ladies man back in the day. I don't, I'm sure you don't. Know <laughs> I'm sure you hey, don't know I said that. I was not telling stories. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, just, to, you know, just just to say that, you know, I've had my dealings with um, multiple women uh, along in my you know short lifespan. Um, and one of the things I can always say is, is. Um, every when everything is good, everything is good. When something goes bad, you're gonna go back to when something was bad before, um, and that's a very uh, stinging, um, I guess, behavior. You know what I'm saying? If, if if things been good for a year, and I made a mistake a year and a half ago, and I made a <laughs> made a mistake next week, and then it's like, oh, I knew you was. You know, it was the same mm-hmm. way you was last. I should have never took you back from this man. The third. That, that, <laughs> that's a quick way to lose a man. Um, because, again, uh, I think most guys are very simple uh, in, in regards to what we need to stand. I believe we're easily, um, we can easily, not necessarily be trained, uh, but you can definitely give us your criteria, um, which I was going to say, basically, uh, whatever your standard is, whatever your boundaries are as a woman, um, that's entertaining a man in whatever space it is. Make those boundaries or those standards, if not clear, um, stand on them. 
so therefore it's not a lot of wiggle room i guess you can say because uh mm-hmm. i mean guys are we're, we're hunters i believe um by nature mm-hmm. and you know if you allow us to you know cross one line and step over another line before you know it you know we're okay. wild and free so yeah just yeah so Big- you um you said something else that I want to ask you to talk to me about a little bit more. Okay. Um, and I know I have to ask, being the woman on the line, because of I know they gonna, I know the ladies gonna want to know. Hey, ladies. You, <laughs> see, you, look, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, you said women are attached to kind of emotion and time. Yeah. And and I thought that was really interesting. And you said men are attached to, and correct me if I got it wrong, ego mm-hmm. and, and their, you know, finances, right? Their money. Right, 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 right. And so what I want you to talk a little bit more about is kind of how men and women move kind of separately on that, yeah. right? Why do you think it's like that? Well, I, I think it's like that because of, you know, again, stereotypes, culture, the the way of this country. Um, mm-hmm. you know, women ha- up until here recently, I mean, women are on the same, um, I guess you could say totem pole as, as black people in regards to rights and privileges and, and, mm-hmm. and you know, those freedoms. Um, but before then, uh, women were embedded to love. They were embedded to nurture. They were embedded to care. Um, you know, so with those things, you know, g- girls always have baby dolls, you know, y- y- y'all are always practicing birthing and, and mothering mm-hmm. and, you know, cooking and, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. doing hair and y'all are always together and talking and communicating mm-hmm. and being vulnerable and emotional, uh, watching love movies and talk shows and things of that nature. Like your whole being is basically built upon your emotions, you know, yeah, uh, time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, guys, on the other hand, you, you don't see too many guys embracing, you know, love and saying I love you or hugs or, you know, talking to a lot of people, especially in a vulnerable um, space. Um, you, you see guys most of the time we're working, we're 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 hard, we're um, we're fast paced, we're unattached. Um, and I believe that's because, you know, most of men, you know, it's are good outside, you know, cut the grass or, uh, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Somebody touch your sister, you beat them up. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> don't cry. Yeah. You not cry. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Uh, and then a lot of times, you know, again, where women can, can compensate, um, by birthing and, and, and nurturing, uh, cooking dinner and things of that nature, the man has to bring the bacon home you know what i'm saying you, you gotta know, yeah. you gotta provide that car that she wants that ring has to be equivalent to three years worth of salary the <laughs> wedding has to be forty thousand dollars plus you know you gotta be able to go on vacations th- uh quarterly you know what i mean uh you can't wear the same outfit twice you know what I mean? you, you go to the club i gotta sit down baby you can't stand in the general population valet my car why you know what i mean why are we going to the chick-fil-a and popeyes on our first date yeah, talk to me <laughs> talk I to knew, me now i knew you got yeah. cut up but you know you did you did yes. but i'm glad because i actually i've done so well okay not so many but i've done a few of these, <laughs> <laughs> I've done a few of these. and um well specifically to the male season i've done a few yeah. of these and and what you're saying I'm so thankful because a lot of this stuff is coming out so organically. Another guy, it's like a brother to me, uh, spoke about similar things and me asking you to kind of dive into kind of what you mean behind that 
it's overlapping, like exactly how he felt. You're saying the same thing. And I'm so glad that we're talking to the guys because we can hear your perspective. And um, I will say that uh, very much so, even though we are starting to see a lot change in today's world, 21st century, we're starting to see things shift a little. little There's still so much of the kind of, from the very beginning of time, right. this, how you were raised and what you, what was deposited into you. Right. And so, yes, our women were raised to be nurturers and our men were mm-hmm. raised to be these providers. And so you right. see them functioning from those spaces. Right. And um, I just, I wanted to ask you to kind of break down what you meant by that because of the way that you phrased it, which I think I, I, I honestly really like the way you phrased that. Mm-hmm. Um because it's just a different way of saying what we obviously know mm-hmm. is the perspective of so many other men. Because like yeah. I said, we've heard this overlap again yeah. um, with how people function. Mm-hmm. And is some people are changing kind of their yeah. roles and how they do things. But the, the norm of what we've seen in our yeah. society is this right. that you just broke down for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. And, and I would like to say, too, um, for, for a man that, that is, I've struggled with that. Um, you know, my dad was, was present financially. Um, he's definitely a man's man. He, um, did 27 years in the military, uh, you know, roll motorcycles, he fixed on cars, he, uh, extremely smart, love sports. Um, you know, he, he, he's that guy, but I was raised by my mother and her sisters and my older cousins, which are all women. 90% of my family is women. Um, I can pretty much name every guy first last name all his kids because we're just we're, we're few and in between mm-hmm. uh, something that i've struggled with is my confidence in being a man but not presenting myself as a man should or would right mm. um i can wear pink i don't give a dang you know what i'm saying because i i know mm. what i bring to my table um i love my my daughters i've actually I always knew that i was going to have daughters and most guys hate that I loved it because, you know, I, again, I consider myself a ladies man. So I can I feel like that was my opportunity to to give some girls in this world hand on experience from what it is to to receive love from a from a real man. You know, what I'm saying I consider mm-hmm. myself that, you know, um, I don't see anything wrong with watching the notebook. I, I I don't mind drinking wine. My house always smells good. I smell good. I smell <laughs> car clean. You know what I'm saying? I don't mind cooking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, I can I can do those things. Um and I don't, I don't hide from that. My issue is, is I used to feel like I had to, because the, uh, again, you know, the, the males are, are quick to say, "Oh, bro, you soft," or you know, what I'm mm-hmm. saying, you, you know, what I'm saying, what type of, you know, what I'm saying, stuff is that, you know, they want to throw out the homo types of the, uh, verbiages and things of that nature. And you know, for me, I was like, well, you know, who are you? From and this is just myself, you know, uh, mm-hmm. but who are you trying to intrigue or impress or attract? See me, I live mm-hmm. my life on trying to attract a woman. I can give a, I can care less about <laughs> what a man says about me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't cut grass. My daddy told me as long as I make my money, I can pay somebody to cut grass. I can pay somebody mm-hmm. to wash my car. You know what I'm saying? What I need to do is learn how to keep my woman and balance her. So therefore, I don't mind cooking. I don't mind watching love mm-hmm. shows and movies. I don't mind, you know, my house smelling good or me smelling good. I don't mind playing with dolls for my do- my my daughters and my cousins. I don't mind a female fluffy little dog running around the house you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like those things are things yeah. that don't take away from my manhood in my opinion it actually adds to um and i think yeah. you know for any guys that's listening or any women that's listening uh just be cautious of how you treat a man that's that's different than what a quote-unquote man um is perceived or stereotyped in, in, in this day and time 
Man, I had a conversation about that today. You hitting all yeah. the things. Oh, you hitting like all that. the things. I, I had like a conversation that. about that today that, you know, um, it's okay. And it was about, I was talking to one of my, you know, good girlfriends about, yeah. you know, us girls, we were watching our shows and okay, okay. I was talking to her about one of the little shows that I had watched and, or that we both watched. And I was just letting her know, like, it's okay if someone is not for you. And it was one of right. those day, dating shows, it was like yeah. chick show, you know? Okay, okay. And so um, it's okay if someone is not for you, mm-hmm. but you don't have to belittle them. Right. Because Absolutely. they don't represent the version of what you like. Mm-hmm. And so basically it was a woman in that show that was belittling a guy because he was for her too sensitive. And mm-hmm. I just really didn't like that. And I, I thought that was unfair of her right. because, you know, let a person be uniquely who they are. Absolutely. And, and if that person and he was interested in her, but uh, yeah. she wanted somebody that she wants, was, you <laughs> a know. rough, tough guy. Yeah. You know and but I, I just I just felt like that yeah. she did all she had yeah. to do was just, you know, okay, date him and say, you know what, mm-hmm. you're a great guy, but I don't think you're for me. Right. I don't think she had to go as far as to belittle him mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. to to kind of make that known. And and right. so I'm glad that you brought that up to kind of invite yeah that space for yeah. men to be themselves mm-hmm. but also like you know let people know hey it's not cool to treat people like that uh, absolutely because i think that it's always somebody for everybody you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying and um i think it's very important especially as again I'm, i was a serial dater um so for me you know i really took pride into trying to get to know a person because i ain't gonna lie to you uh my baby mother's uh, the mothers of my daughters, excuse me. Um, you know, they, um, they're nothing like I dated. Um, you know what I'm saying? They, uh, but they're everything that I would want in a mother to my, to my daughters, you know what I'm saying? And, Mm -hmm. and if I was closed minded that those, those circumstances would have never, um, presented, uh, the lives that I've now co-created. And I'm so grateful for that. I also, um, I'm dealing with two older cousins that are, are now one is a senior in high school and one's a freshman in college. And so, you know, sometimes the person that everybody says you're supposed to like, the the person you're supposed to go for is actually the person you need to stay the farthest away from. Because as a man, options will boy, have you on the floor drinking wine. I'm telling you. Uh, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So so you just yeah. gotta really figure out and I and I believe that in order to know who's for you you must know yourself not who people tell you you are or who you're supposed to be or what you used to like or what you think you like find out what that is and who that is and then embrace that and go for that um you know i'm saying somebody's trash is always somebody else's treasure so you know take the time to to do your own research and 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 i guess uh self-findings yeah and, you know, I like to say, it. you know, um, everything that feels good to you uh, isn't necessarily good Amen. for you. So um, and then also uh, one of my church mamas, um, she, mama. yeah, one of my church mamas, she has a saying that I absolutely love. Um, mm. She's about, you know, 70 or so, but she <laughs> loves she loves to say 
um, sometimes people just not your cup of tea. And so, you know, and, and so she's, you know, said that before. So I, um, I think that too, you know, sometimes yeah. a person's just not your cup of tea, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to move on to our last question. Let's do it, let's do um, I'm glad that we talked deeply about a lot of that though. So we could talk to women about how to create that vulnerable space because the world can be very hard for our men. Um, So we want to make sure that we open up that space. Uh, So moving on to our last one for you. Um, If you could give just kind of your final advice to black men dealing with some of these issues and your advice to women who are engaging with black men, be it um, kind of, you know, in their home lives uh, or relationships, um, so we're going to narrow it down to those type of relationships, intimate yeah. relationships. What okay. is your advice to them? Yeah. Um, f- first, for my for my brothers, um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I-, I would say love yourself, man. You know what I'm saying? I think especially black men, um, we're, we're very hard on ourselves. We're very judgmental on ourselves. <laughs> we're always pushing, um, sometimes in the wrong direction. Um, so I would say as soon as you can, um, do the necessary work to find yourself. Once you find yourself, make sure you're comfortable with what you found and then go find a partner. Um, you know, uh, for myself, I was uh, forced into and raised into, hey, I'm handsome. I'm an athlete. I'm talented. I'm not supposed to have one girl. You know what I'm saying? It's, I'm the man because I supposed to go have three, four women. Um, and that's a fool. Uh, to be honest with you, one woman is more than enough <laughs> for sure. Uh, so, you know, just take the time to to find yourself and, and be comfortable within yourself and then find the right person for you. Um, because if you don't know who you are, you're always going to, you know, run into a wall. So take the necessary time to do your own research and love on yourself, man. I think that's the biggest thing. We have time, fellas. Uh, we definitely have time. Um, as far as um, after you do that, find something to balance yourself, you know, um, a hobby, um, like-minded people, um, a safe space, whether it's yoga, working out, fishing, um, just find something to, to balance yourself. Um, and then just try little techniques for me. I try breathing. I do like three deep breaths. Anytime I get really anxious or, uh, uh, up above myself, um, I also have pictures in my phone of, of great moments and great people, um, rather I admire them or family that just kind of humbles me. Um, when I get anxious as well. So those are some of the things um, that, that I use. Uh, as far as women um, that are trying to, you said women that are in a uh, relationship or trying to be in a relationship with yeah, a, with just a black with man, man right? Yeah, dealing with some of these issues. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what I would say for, for women uh, is similar to what I said earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the patience uh, uh, is, is big. Um, being understanding, uh, you know, um, I think the biggest thing, I guess the easiest way I can put it is don't see the man for or treat the man how you see him. Uh, honestly and truly try to put yourself in his shoes. And then when you do that, uh, try to meet him where he is. Don't, you know what I'm saying? Don't try to drag him to where you are. Or you try to run full speed to where he is. See him for how you see them. Then see him or try to see him for how he sees himself and then meet him there. Um, and I think that will that will kind of alleviate a lot of the issues or disconnects or miscommunications. And that's probably the biggest thing is communication. Most, most men don't really know how to articulate and communicate their feelings and emotions. Cause we've never had to do that before. That's really not a, again, a guy's thing to do. Um, so I think if you try to do that, 
um, that'll probably be the best thing for you because most guys, we, we want to talk. We need to talk, clearly. Um, but uh, we don't have that, again, safe space to do it in. A lot of times, you know, we're men are more physical than anything. So um, mm-hmm. if you can bring in the the like the communication parts into it, the, the emotions into it, um, I think you'll find yourself in a, in a better and a more long-term or stable um, situation. Um, and of course you can do that, you know, but love, I think the love languages, uh, I think I've, I've heard those help. Um, I'm not too big on the, um, what's it, Zodiac signs, you know, mm-hmm. what I mean? but mm-hmm. th- those, you know, I've seen that, how that has worked. Um, and then, you know, hobbies, uh, ladies, there's a lot of things that you don't like to do that your man likes to do. Uh, try that, you know, even if you don't like to do it, just, just do it here and there. And, and that will give you a lot of ground. And then again, as I mentioned before, um, I think the most important thing that you can do is 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 set boundaries and set standards for a guy. And you got to stand on it, ladies, because, again, you know, um, I, I think men are very easy to be trained. I think we, we almost want to be trained um, because we want that companionship. But if you're all over the place, we're going to be all over the place. If you allow us to do it, we're going to do it sometime or another. So whatever your boundaries are, whatever your standards are, um, let that be known. And if you don't let it be known, just make sure you, you hold that and you stand on that. And then the last thing I would say is, you know, just grace, you know, give, give guys time and grace. We are again, a hunted people, you know? Um, and, and, and that's, that's not easy. I know that, you know, women, especially my black women, y'all are, uh, are equal, I would see. Um, but I, I think we're, we're still, um, below you in regards to living in this, in this country and in this world. So, um, mm-hmm. If you just give us a little bit more time, a little bit more, um, you'll, you'll find yourself that, that diamond in the rough. Oh, thank you. Thank you, friend. You're welcome. You're welcome friend. Ah, so I'm going to um, wrap this up with um, asking you where our listeners can connect or follow you. Yeah, for sure. Well, if you know me, you know me. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know me, uh, don't you... DM, uh, what you, what you, what they call you? The keys. <laughs> okay, I was about to throw that out there, but I was like, I don't know if she's using that. Yeah, you know, uh, hit up Mr. Keys. You gonna provide a picture, Mr. Keys? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. So if you like what you see, you like what you heard. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> I am taller on pictures uh, than I am in person, but you know, uh, but now honestly, if there's anything that uh, <laughs> you would like to, to reach out to me, I'm, I'm not currently. I'm detoxing from from media. Um, again, this is part of me finding myself and, you know, trying to get ready, prepare myself for that, that wife or that good thing. Um, so I remove myself from media a lot. Um, but if you do need to reach out to me or want to reach out to me, uh, feel free to, you know, hopefully they can contact you and then we can kind of connect from there. Don't be roping me into what please. you <laughs> Can I say I please? <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys. She don't mind, have, y'all. She don't mind. Look, y'all, I have been friends with Peyton for so long. It started, oh my gosh, what, English mm. class? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, English we were, class. We, we were, were freshmen. Stores now. Yeah, yeah, English class. That's right. Uh, you you just you just asked all all your prospects uh, to come yeah. through me. You you what am I? I feel like you're a great. I feel like you're a great friend that <laughs> mm-hmm. will uh, filter through the nonsense. And uh, plus, I feel like any woman that's listening to you right now is probably oh. a great candidate. <laughs> I mean, because you're a great woman, you know what I mean? I'm not going to hide it. I mentioned it in the beginning, you know, doctor, and, you know, you're, you're doing your podcast, and oh, you know, you're always learning and, and, and working out, drinking tea, sitting at the bar, 
you know, uh, all these things are things that, you know, hey, I'm intrigued by. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, I think you'll filter, filter this thing for me very nicely. Uh, I'm not interested <laughs> in dating, ladies. You know, I'm not really trying to find someone right now. I'm, I'm working truly on myself at this point in time. And my daughters, my, my kids are my everything. So I'm really trying to build a foundation for them. But um, I'm not going to lie. I'm always interested in great conversations, great time, great people. So um, if any kickback, any information, any feedback, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm open done. to it. I'm done. I'm open I'm to done. it. Don't cut that out. That's good. <laughs> That's good right there. Don't cut so, that. That's that's oh, good. <laughs> that's facts too. What am I gonna do with you? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh my gosh. You know what? But this is why uh, we've been friends for yes, over yes. a decade. For oh sure, my gosh. For sure. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you um, more. I'm going to wrap this up. Y'all, I, I honestly have no other final words. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's, that's my friend. So yes, thank yes. you. <laughs> thank you guys for joining us in the suite. Don't forget to follow the We Sweet podcast on your favorite listening platform and add me on Insta at Dr. Dakis L. It's in the podcast Woo! bio. See you guys soon. Dr. Dakis L. <laughs>